0: This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's Sports Talk Show. Touchdown,
1: Kansas City! Maybe the best play yet of Patrick Mahomes' incredible young
0: career. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. No, I went to
1: Temecula and brought you some dirt. And this is how you use this dirt. So no, like, don't, you, don't. You do it like this, you get it, oh, you sort of rub God. it on. Okay, now I'm ready to go.
0: According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup.
1: And then they get a turn.
2: Seth Madren to the other end, rises and hammers it home.
0: Everything happening in the sports world. You gotta fight for your right to party! And even some things not happening in the sports world.
3: I'll probably wrap up in... A blanket or something.
0: Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell.
2: Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, not named Andy Reid today. Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Did you hear I changed up the music a little bit? I did. It's I been the same song for the first 530-something shows. Yeah. But after my guy Travis Kelsey got up on that stage yesterday, declared to the world that you do indeed have to fight. For the right. For your right. or your right. To party.
3: And I'll bet he did last night. I bet he did, too. I bet uh, he left... Uh, He left uh, everything out there on the party trail last
2: night. Well, Steve Sell, the Kansas City Chiefs, for the first time since you were just a wee little lad, are going to the Super Bowl. I
3: wasn't even a teenager, and I'm a senior citizen now. What does that tell you?
2: It was a long time ago. That's a long time ago. I was not alive, obviously.
3: Oh, you weren't even a thought (laughs) for—I'm not—how old was your mom when—
2: well, I don't want to say that. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> Steve, Whoa, I'm come sorry.
3: on. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't want
2: to. How do you even know I, Tracy was alive 50 years ago? Tracy might not have been alive. How do you even know? I
3: don't know. She, she probably wasn't alive.
2: She was, was alive. I was. They were both alive. Barely, I don't know if barely. it was by a ton, yeah. but they were alive. Yeah. But Steve Sell, what a performance by the Kansas City Chiefs yesterday afternoon. And do you remember what I told you last week during the AFC Divisional Round Game? about the quarterback play of the Chiefs?
3: That it's great.
2: No. I said, this ain't Trent Green's oh, yeah. Kansas yeah, City yeah. Chiefs. This ain't Elvis Gerbach's Kansas City Chiefs. This ain't Matt Castle's Kansas City Chiefs. This is Patrick Mahomes' Kansas City Chiefs. And the play that is going to live on forever is Patrick Mahomes down 17-14 Scrambling out to his left, about to duck out of bounds. Chiefs settle for a field goal, go into the half-tide. But instead, he stays in bounds, rumbles down inside the five, scores, and the Chiefs go up 21-17. And all of a sudden, right before the half, Tennessee panics. The game is over for the Tennessee Titans. It really was. The game plan changes when they go down At first it was feed Derrick Henry the ball, then they're playing from behind. And Patrick Mahomes' legacy, I think, really continued to build yesterday with that play. But the other thing too, Andy Reid painted himself a Mona Lisa yesterday in this win. They didn't, well, except for the last five minutes where they forgot what they were doing and forgot who they were and, and forgot what football was. But for the first 55 minutes, the game plan was perfect. This team almost functioned without any sort of flaw. Andy Reid didn't screw up a timeout. Yep. Andy Reid didn't screw up a challenge. No. Everything went right.
3: And really, the only thing that went wrong... How in the world they didn't know there was a fake punt on? I mean, that just blew my mind. But that's that's on your special teams, Coach. Come I mean, on, Dave Tobe. Yeah, the supposed best uh, special teams guru in the NFL. But what I liked about it, Patrick Mahomes immediately gives all the credit to his team. He doesn't say, oh, I had a really good day. Oh, I, I felt like I threw the ball well. No. He said, my teammates, you know, made all the plays. They put us in position to win the game. I can't do it without him, and that's what a true teammate is all about.
2: But Patrick Mahomes continues to build on that legacy, and yesterday, I don't know if there was anybody in the world that could have been a better quarterback in that situation. He passes for almost 300 yards, three touchdowns, and what I continue to learn about Patrick Mahomes is that he is best when the lights are brightest. When you look at his numbers in playoff games, in primetime games, they are through the roof. Patrick Mahomes was sensational yesterday. Anytime that you thought, okay, well, may- maybe they'll do this, or maybe, oh, maybe he won't convert here on third down, they found ways to get it done. Whether it was the touchdown scrambling run that is going to be shown on highlight clips forever, or it's third down. You might want to run the ball just to keep the clock running. Don't give Tennessee any sort of chance to come back into the game. And instead, Patrick Mahomes rolls out to his right. Heaves won 60 yards down the field. Sammy Watkins makes the catch and scores a touchdown to really put the game away. I think he just showed to the world that he is the NFL MVP. And like we've said, Lamar Jackson deserves it for this year. Right. But there is no doubt in my mind who the best player is in the NFL. And Raheem Mostert made a nice case for it last night in the NFC game. But Patrick Mahomes is the NFL MVP. He's the best quarterback in the NFL. And that's the reason why the Kansas City Chiefs are into the Super Bowl.
3: Well, if you were starting a team and you got the, had the first pick, say there were two teams getting ready to start up, and your team got a pick first,
2: who's the player you'd pick? Kirk Cousins. No. Probably not. No. Philip Rivers, uh, no. Tom Brady, no. You'd pick Mahomes, of course
3: you would. I mean, he makes the the stat. I didn't know this stat till yesterday, which totally amazed me. But in games he started, even in losses, he's never lost by more than a touchdown. He's never. Been, he doesn't know what a blowout loss is because he always plays at such a level. He keeps the Chiefs in every game. Now this San Francisco team. I'll tell you what, the way they played against the Packers, they looked scary. But I just felt like that was more of the Packers just not seemingly in it, with it mentally. And they, I thought they really made the 49ers look really good. And although Mostert, this Raheem Mostert, whoever he is, 221 yards and four touchdowns, he looked like Jim Brown and Barry Sanders all rolled into one. So, you know, the Chiefs had to prepare for Derrick Henry on Sunday – Now they got to prepare for Raheem Mostert, and I don't think many people thought that was going to be the case before yesterday.
2: The other thing, and you hit on Derrick Henry. What a great job that they did on Derrick Henry. Remember, Steve, I said it last week. There's all this talk about Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry this. He's going to rush for 250 yards. He might rush for 300. Heck, he might rush for 400. But I had the feeling that the Chiefs defense was going to be up for the challenge, and the main reason for that is that I knew – At some point, they were going to take the lead, and Tennessee would have to scrap the game plan. There's a stat that I saw yesterday that Derrick Henry, I think, ran the ball 16 times in the first half. Right. Do you know how many times he ran it in the second half? Three, and I don't understand. Three. And
3: see, I don't understand that. Why? I mean, there was enough ball. The reason
2: is because Kansas City Chiefs' offense was dominant.
3: But there was enough ball game left they could have kept when it was 21-17, the Chiefs didn't score on their first drive.
2: But they got off the field in three plays right. on the second drive.
3: That's right. But I know Kansas City scored again. You still had time to run the football. Ryan Tannehill is not going to beat very many good teams by himself. I mean, when he's
2: asked to win a game, he can't do it. That's when they bring on the punter on fourth down and, what, 10, and they said, okay, we have a better chance with the punter throwing this pass yeah, they did. than we do with Ryan Tannehill. Yeah,
3: and uh, – But Ryan Tannehill threw it way too many times. You know, Jimmy G against the Packers yesterday, you know how many times he threw the ball? What, like six?
2: Eight. (laughs) Six of eight. That tells you, when you can run the football, you stick with it. But I think that stopping Derrick Henry, it was very important, and the Chiefs defense did a great job of that. But the reason that they stopped him was because their offense was such a crazy scare for this Tennessee team. Whenever they were not afraid yet, whenever they were still ahead, they're up 17-7. to They're saying, hey, let's keep feeding them the ball. we got to take some time off the clock. But the moment that Patrick Mahomes scrambled out to his left, goes down, scores a touchdown on the run, deleted the half, that was when Tennessee said, oh, bleep. Mm-hmm. They said, oh, bleep. Mm-hmm. We have to abandon the game plan here. And you knew the game was over right then. And at that moment, I, I can't remember another moment with this Kansas City Chiefs team where I have felt as energized as I did when Patrick Mahomes took off down the sideline and stayed inbounds and scored a touchdown. And he ran over some people. down. It was the electric. Yeah. It reminded me of, I mean, Salvador Perez with a walk-off in the wild card game. Alex Gordon's home run in Game 1 of the 2015 World Series. It reminded me of those moments. And... Seeing him get in the end zone, the Kansas City Chiefs fans were energized. Then you knew they were going to get the ball back to start the right. second half. It just felt like at that moment, the game was over. And, of course, the deep bomb to Sammy Watkins helped put well, it, it sure away. it's sure nice
3: to see Sammy Watkins again. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's hello, kinda, Sammy. He's kind of MIA. And of course, you know, the thing about Sammy Watkins is his whole career, he's never been able to stay healthy. And when he's healthy, I mean, he is like 1A to Tyreek Hill. Well, at least he should be. But, you know, he scored, what, three touchdowns the first game of the season and then hardly scored a touchdown the rest of the year. But he was over 100 yards yesterday, seven catches, made some very difficult catches. And really for the money they pay him, that's the kind of production they should get in a lot of games. But it just
2: doesn't seem to happen very much. Steve Sell, let's give some credit here to the Kansas City Chiefs front office, their management, because this was a team that last year had essentially the exact same offense, And the same weapons, same quarterback, same coach, same everything. And their defense couldn't stop anybody at any moment to even give themselves a chance. Right. But what they did is they said, okay, we have to make a move right now in order to restructure this defense and give this offense, which is historically great, a chance to win. They can't give up 38 points in playoff games. They can't give up 30-plus points on a regular basis. They can't be torched by old man Tom Brady anymore to have a chance. They went out and got Tyron Matthew.
3: Yep. Well, they made some unpopular moves.
2: They went out and got Frank Clark. Traded right. D Ford. Right. They were able to go make these moves. Chris they Jones, they, they extended him. Didn't bring back Eric Berry. They was... fired defensive coordinators. They brought in a new guy right. in Steve Spagnola. And they were able to figure this out. And remember the first couple games... Ooh, it was not well, looking good. They lost four out of six, and the defense basically was tissue paper. I mean, they couldn't stop anybody. But look at what they have done over the last eight, seven, eight, eight games, games, where they have been one of the best defenses in the NFL. This is the team that they needed to give this offense a chance. Defense doesn't have to be great, and it always you seems, just have to get some stuff. And they always seem to give up a lot of points
3: early. Yeah, I mean first. The first half, they give up a lot of points. They really come on in the second half. But even Brashad Breeland, I mean, he's almost guarding guys now. Uh, (laughs) Treverius Ward, I mean, how many – he didn't make any bonehead plays like he has been in recent games. I just – No. So, but they don't have – Tennessee didn't have the weapons to really make the Chiefs' defense look
2: real bad other than Derrick Henry. How happy were you for Big Red yesterday, I, Steve? Well, I wrote
3: a column on Friday. I said, I'm rooting for big red. And I like you know, he goes, How about those Chiefs? And of course all the whole Arrowhead stadium just roared and it was just great to see such a such an electric time at Arrowhead. And, you know, the longest drought for any NFL team between Super Bowl appearances, the Chiefs. So It's over. Yeah, at least for teams that have made one Super Bowl. Remember there's some teams that I think there's a couple of teams that have never made the Super Bowl, like the Lions. Haven't, I don't think the Jaguars have, mad it, have made it, so there might be another The team.
2: Houston Texans have not.
3: The Houston Texans, right, well, of course, they were, what did they use? Well, they're to, new. Yeah, That's they're why. new. Yeah, so anyway, but the drought is over. It's kind of like the Royals. They went 30 years, you know, between, or 29 years between making the World Series and winning it in 85, and this is kind of like the Royals. The, uh, the Chiefs knocked on the door. Of winning it all last year. Now they got a chance to kick it in this year.
2: All right, Steve. You know what we have to do next. We got to hear
3: some Mitch. Even though we didn't have the game on the air yesterday due to contractual obligations, Mitch still had some highlights.
2: Well, contractual obligations meaning we are not allowed to carry. We are not allowed to carry the Chiefs, yes. We wish we could. Oh, sure. All the people of Central Kansas would love to hear the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. Yes, they would. But you couldn't hear him live. We got you covered, though. Yeah. We've got some great Mitch calls from yesterday on, well, I would call it the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Network, but it was just 101 the Fox in Kansas City. Right. The flagship for the Kansas City That's Chiefs. That's right. We'll play those next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com.
2: We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE, Steve Sell. Did you enjoy Kansas City's big win in the AFC Championship game yesterday? Sure, it did. It seemed like you did. I really did. I didn't get to watch with you, but it it seemed like you were excited.
3: Yeah, I really was. Did
2: you let a little tear roll down your cheek?
3: I I have to admit, when the, watching Andy Reid up on up on the podium and then you know talking about Lamar Hunt, uh, yeah, if you're if you're a Chiefs fan, that you couldn't help but uh, be touched a little bit by that.
2: So does that mean that you had a little tear? I don't cry. Steve Sell does not cry. I don't,
3: there's no crying in watching football.
2: I don't know. I think
3: you could let a little now, tear Now, Brian's roll down. song is another story. If I, You'll cry I I bawl again like a sailor. I could see Brian's song 30 times, the movie Brian's song back in the early 70s, and I bawl like a baby every
2: time. What about Titanic? No. You don't cry at Titanic? No, we don't cry. At I'll Titanic. never let go. No. All right, Steve, let's hear from Voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, and another guy I was very happy for. Yeah. To get to call an AFC friend of the show. championship game, friend of the show, and be able to go to the Super Bowl, I think Mitch was very excited yesterday, and he had some really good calls. Let's start off with Kansas City's first touchdown yesterday: Patrick Mahomes to Tyreek Hill.
1: After an audible, Damian Williams, here comes a blitz. Flip pass, left it goes, Tyree Kill, 10-5, Cheetah touchdown! Left front pylon of eight yards, full-on speed, and the Cheetah runs to the end zone, and the Chiefs are on the board with the touchdown to answer the Titan touchdown. Not bad. Cheetah.
2: He's feeling good. Oh, yeah. You can tell he's amped early on in the game. It's 10-7 at the end of a quarter. Yeah. And then Tennessee goes up 17-7. And after that pass interference call on the Chiefs on 3rd and 22, that was about the only moment in the game where I went, ooh, this might not be good. Other than that, I never really thought there was a moment where they were out of it. No, I didn't either. Second call. Second touchdown for Tyreek Hill.
1: Three-man rush. Now throw left side! city the second of the game for the cheetah this one a 20-yard bullet
3: isn't
2: tyreek hill fun to watch though he is fun to watch
3: i mean he's just like a bundle of excitement dynamite
2: we won't say whatever you call him in a (laughs) non-traditional setting it's it's a compliment yeah all right steve the third call oh this is the you know what it is patrick Mahomes touchdown running down the sideline and mitch I'm surprised, very he didn't, I'm
3: surprised he didn't blow out his
1: esophagus. It
2: was close. You'll, you'll hear it, Mitch Holtis, Patrick Mahomes. Touchdown run right before the half.
1: Mahomes moving to his left laterally. Chased, holding it, and gets out of bounds and up the sideline. He's not out of bounds yet. He's at the 10. Inside the 10, he dives for the end zone. 27 yard run, maybe the best play yet of Patrick Mahomes' incredible young career.
2: That was pretty good. That exhausts me just to listen to it. I love how he said he steps out of bounds because oh, that's what everybody was yeah. thinking. Yeah, everybody was thinking, okay, get out of bounds, get yeah. out of bounds. And he said, I'm not going out of bounds. No, no way. We, we've got two timeouts, oh, and, was, and the that fact was... that he got into the end zone. After two Titans guys hit him at about the 5, yeah. and he just kept pushing well, his know, way in. You know, he's a in. big guy.
3: People don't realize how big he is. He's probably 230 pounds, six foot four, big dude.
2: Big dude. Big dude. So our fourth call here is the Damian Williams touchdown run, the first one of the second half, first touchdown of the second half.
1: Hand off Damian Williams, off tackle, new side, touchdown! just inside the near front pylon a 3 yard touchdown and Kansas City has a 27 to 17 lead just beginning hammer time
3: he's got that staccato delivery going i like that
2: can't you tell that at that moment whenever they got up two scores oh it was over that you could tell in his voice you could tell in the fans voice yeah you could tell that this game was over yeah and he said at the start of hammer time yeah they he knew it. On the on the Chiefs network, for those of you that don't get to listen all that often, it started whenever Mitch and, and Len Dawson did the games together, but it's carried over into Kendall Gammon. At the start of the fourth quarter, they always say it's time to, and then they say it at the same time, put the hammer down. Right. And it was hammer time, yep. and they were able to put the hammer down. Yes. I was hoping that the play before that, the sausage was able to catch that pass yep. in the corner, but he couldn't.
3: Hit him right in the hands of it. But-
2: So the fifth call is the final touchdown for the Chiefs as what Steve Sell probably would have called at the time, the dagger.
1: Twist motion by the Titans with defensive pressure, but Mahomes has time here. He throws it long. He's got a man in the middle of the field. Watkins, 15, 10, 5, angling left, touchdown, Kansas City, a 60-yard touchdown.
2: It was over. It was pretty much over at that point. Yep. And then the Chiefs kind of lost their mind for, yeah. for a few minutes. They would get the ball back, and then yeah. f- first play, Damian Williams well, runs out of
3: bounds. <laughs> and you know, after Damian Williams ran out of bounds, about the next three times he carried the ball, he was like a turtle. He just got the ball and then curled up at a ball and stayed in bounds because he didn't even try to gain any yards. He just, after he went out of bounds, he knew he'd, you know, messed up that play. So he just basically ducked they
2: they just really butchered the yeah. last like 5 minutes of this game but yeah. it didn't matter. Yeah. They were up at the time 35-17. The game was over. Over. And then Mitch Holtus was able to bring it home in the final seconds as the Chiefs took a knee and this is a little longer clip but Mitch okay. gets a little animated here. I'm sure. Here.
1: 18 seconds. They will count it down here at Arrowhead Stadium. The Chiefs Kingdom hoping hoping hoping. Their dreams have come true. Hail, hail to the king of the Chiefs kingdom forever. Because today, the team that Lamar Hunt founded has just won Lamar Hunt's trophy in the stadium. That was Lamar Hunt's dream. Kansas City is the AFC champion. They are headed to Miami for Super Bowl 54. Final score, Kansas City 35. Tennessee, 24.
3: I can't imagine there's any announcers around the NFL better than Mitch.
2: You don't think Brent Musburger is better? No, for the Raiders. I, I can't imagine that. No. That's a fun thing to listen to. <laughs> he starts talking about women in the stands. He's like, oh, that lady down
3: in well, well, 134. if you were announcing the Raiders, you, you'd have to find other things to talk about. But, uh, no, nah, Mitch, Mitch throws everything he's got into every game and his enthusiasm is contagious. And, you know, the call at the end, that just makes the hair on your arm stand up.
2: Well, and Mitch has been around long enough. Yeah, 25 years. He understands the history, he understands the, the legacy of Lamar Hunt. And it was about time that the Chiefs finally win the Lamar Hunt trophy. That's right. And I am very excited to see what this team can do in the Super Bowl. But I think that everybody collectively that's a Chiefs fan around the area took a deep sigh of relief that they finally made it.
3: I wrote a column today, and I liken it to, you know, when McPherson High's basketball teams play in the sub-state, more often than not, they're expected to win, and it's such pressure. And then you feel like, all right, we've made it to state. Now we can relax and just go play, and that's what they do. More often than not, the Bullpups win that first-round game. They're assured of playing on Saturday on the uh, final Saturday of the year of the high school basketball season. And that is the goal of both teams every year, to be
2: playing on Saturday,
3: you know, on the last day of the season.
2: Well, finally, the Chiefs have made the Super Bowl. And I think the attitude around is, okay, let's hope they can go win, but that the big job was taken care of. Right. They finally got over the hump, finally reached the Super Bowl. And for the first time in my life, I will watch a Super Bowl – and actually care about the outcome yeah every other time i watch it i'm just like uh yeah, before before Brady's when playing. i would
3: i would just care you know i'd be in a pot a super bowl pot of
2: you oh, know, i thought you meant you were sitting in a pot no, i didn't understand
3: no. if I, I was just hoping to win the pot you know I, i'd take like the giants and s- certain number of points you know total number of points in the game and pick the winning team i won a couple of those and That's the only reason that I was really interested sometimes in the Super Bowl. I mean... Steve Sell,
2: the guy who says he doesn't gamble.
3: That was back in my younger days. Oh, back in the day. Back in my younger days before, you know, now I don't have any money to uh, gamble. (laughs) Yeah, we know that. Yeah. (laughs) All right,
1: Steve,
2: let's take one more break when we come back. I guess we can maybe talk a little bit about the Super Bowl, but a ton of other stuff going on this week. Sure. It is pre- or mid-season basketball tournament week. We're getting excited. It's busy time. Busy time especially at midkansasonline.com.
3: Oh, it's going to be busy on midkansasonline.com.
2: One more break. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson,
2: for Super Bowl 54. Sure has. What are you most excited about? The Chiefs potentially winning a Super Bowl, the Chiefs just playing in a Super Bowl, or Shakira and Jennifer Lopez at halftime?
3: Well, the Chiefs winning a Super Bowl because I think they got a great shot. As good as San Francisco looked yesterday.
2: So you're saying you're you're not excited about Shakira and Jennifer Lopez?
3: Oh, I'm, I'm fine with that. But I'm more excited about the Chiefs just because... Patrick Mahomes just has that it factor and he's elevated everybody on the team, you know, to try to play to their best level. And I'm just curious, you know, you give Andy, we- Andy Reid two weeks, there's no telling what kind of new plays he might come up with. Some gadgets. Some gadgets, yeah. They've got to run a lot of that uh, motion stuff, that's for sure.
2: Like I've said for about the last month, this feels to me like Andy Reid's year. It feels to me like Patrick Mahomes' year. It really does. And that it's Andy's time, especially, that he's due. The one Super Bowl that he made, he happened to bump into Tampa... Or, excuse me, New England. I don't know why I said Tampa Bay. But he happened to bump into New England and Tom Brady, the other TB. Yeah. And they happen to bump into them in the middle of that run. And I know that San Francisco is a good football team and they've been the best team in the NFC the whole way. But I don't think they've seen what this Chiefs team is going to be able to bring to the table offensively. Yeah,
3: and, you know, it just seems like no matter what kind of, you know, looks teams give Patrick Mahomes, he figures it out on the fly. And uh, I don't know.
2: I I just have a lot of faith in him. Steve, as we look ahead to this week. Busy week. Very busy week. McPherson Invitational getting underway on Thursday. Do you have anything special prepared at midkansasonline.com?
3: Not yet. It's a little early in the week, but – of course, we'll have uh, a breakdown of the tournament. I'll have my tournament picks. Uh, really good, five really good teams, it looks like. Uh, the uh, bottom three are a little suspect, but uh, it's going to be a great invitation. The top five are really, really
2: good. Yeah, be careful about some of
3: that. Yeah, and we got Bulldog basketball first tonight. That's right. Huge showdown with uh, Friends University.
2: The Falcons coming to town. I had a chance to go see the Bulldogs on the road at Hillsborough. On Saturday, great crowd over yeah. at Hillsboro, yeah. but I think the Bulldogs, especially on the men's side, they're starting to feel pretty good. And man, would they love a big crowd here tonight? Really would, Steve? You all right?
3: I was just saying, it was Mark out there.
2: You're getting distracted. I am
3: getting distracted. I saw somebody coming in the door.
2: We've got it taken care of. We've got it covered. Steve's getting a little distracted. He starts looking around, and, <laughs> and, and you can bobbing and weaving. Well, because his head gets behind the
3: microphone like this, and you
2: can't quite hear him anymore.
3: I have less hair today, though. That's
2: true. You did get a haircut. You look look good. I got a haircut. I was pretty shaggy. You were a little scraggly. I
3: I just look kind of puke. But I
2: think you look good now, Steve. Okay, I look younger. Look good, feel good. Look good, feel good. There you go. Yep. Steve, enjoy your day.
3: We'll enjoy the night. Hopefully some Bulldog wins tonight.
2: There you go. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow.